Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host, Katie Priest, and I'm here today with Brian. Brian, can you go ahead and tell us about who you are, what you do, and what your business is? Okay. Well, um, I'm Brian Winch and um, uh, I uh, provide a simple parking lot litter cleanup service uh, that I have refined since 1981. Um, I just uh, started this business um, when I was working a full-time job and uh, quite honestly, it was a dead-end job and I decided at the time I couldn't see a future in doing this for the rest of my life. Um, so I thought, well, I uh, would investigate a number of um, business opportunities, something that I could start. But um, the situation I was in back then is I, I barely graduated high school. I, I didn't have uh, much money uh, or, uh, you know, much of an education or, or many marketable skills other than what I had developed from working as a full-time shipper receiver. So uh, make a long story short, um, I decided that uh, the simplest and best way or easiest way for me to start a business would be a, a simple service business. And I recalled that my father, who had recently passed away, unfortunately, at the time, um, he always had some side gigs going alongside of his full-time employment. And he was a caretaker or a janitor for, for, for the school board. But one of the, the things that he did was clean up litter outside a nearby shopping plaza. And he had taken me along with him a couple of times. And I recalled how easy it was. It was almost as easy to do as going for a walk. And so with that in mind, uh, but without his his experience or, or knowledge base, um, I decided to test the market for the service like that. And um, I started making cold calls to property management companies that I found uh, listed in the old Yellow Pages telephone directory. And after a few calls, um, I, I, a prospect told me, look, I'm interested in this service. I'm, I'm having a tough time finding anybody to clean my parking lots. And um, he said, I've got three properties. Are you interested? And that's how everything started, my, the, the school of hard knocks, if you will. But um, I started doing that in 1981. And um, I share my experience these days with other people that want to get involved in such a uh, business that can be based from home in my book, uh, clean lots, America's simplest business. Wow. I mean, that's like really amazing. And so you've grown this business now for almost 40 years, right? Right. Wow. Um, so in that time, obviously you've experienced a lot when you were first starting out, you know, it must've been, you know, you're still working a full-time job. You're trying to figure it out. But did you ever have a moment where you're like, wow, I can quit my job or like, wow, like, you know, this has really come to something that's more than just, you know, like kind of this side hustle. Well, um, you know, I, at the time I, I, you know, I didn't have too much to lose, you know, I mean, <laughs> I was, I was a single guy. I, you know, I didn't have a lot of, uh, uh, a debt to pay off or anything like that. And, uh, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, 
I can't lose if I do this on the side. I, you know, I didn't quit my job. I kept it. And uh, I was fortunate with my working hours at the time. Um, I would start work um, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and work till 10 p.m. And that afforded me the luxury of, of going out after I finished my work uh, at, at my job and actually performing at my service, but having also the morning hours to, to actually build my business and, and make those contacts. And so, you know, I did that for about two or three months. And uh, after that time, I was making more money part-time uh, than I was with my full-time job. And I decided, look, this is nuts. I don't really like this job anyhow. So uh, I gave my notice and I devoted uh, full time to, to building the business. And, you know, at the time, the focus uh, wasn't to build an empire. Uh, it, it was to provide um, a means of self-employment, a simple one-man operation. And uh, I built the business or I scaled it up to that point where, you know, I could handle all the business I could. But, you know, my customers, I was you know, almost a victim of my own success. My customers were, were pleading with me, Brian, you know, we want you to do more work for us. We've got more properties. So I had to uh, make a decision, you know, uh, am I going to grow or am I just going to stay and possibly lose some business? And, and I brought other people into the business, uh, namely my brothers. And, uh, you know, we, we continued to grow until such point as we needed to uh, scale up again. And we brought other people that worked uh, work for us. Uh, still to this day, a lot of people have been working for us for 20 years. And, you know, and they're doing much the same as we did. Uh, they're doing this on the side. Uh, you know, they, they still have full-time jobs. Maybe, maybe they enjoy the benefits that they get from their jobs, um, but they're looking to make extra money. And so they work a few hours for us in the morning, uh, cleaning parking lots and then going to their, their jobs. Or, or in some cases, we have people that they only work for us on weekends. And so it's the best of both worlds for, for everyone. I mean, they're happy. We're happy. We, we get a very motivated workforce that, uh, like I say, we don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, picking up and leaving because they find a better opportunity. Um, you know, you know, we've, we've had people that we can rely upon to do the work. And, and, um, you know, like I say, we've had many people work for us, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. Wow. I mean, that's amazing to keep this business going and to have people working with you for such a long time. I think that's a testament to your business. But then my question is now, what keeps you motivated to keep doing this business? Well, I, I enjoy doing it. Um, one of the reasons I got into the business uh, was because, number one, I wanted to find something that I could work outdoors. Um, I'm a very independent person and I couldn't see myself you know, being confined to the same four walls every day. So uh, I enjoy getting out and, um, you know, this is after hours work, you know, so I, I enjoy the peace and calm of working the early morning hours without the traffic and, you know, the businesses are closed so I can, you know, uh, there's no people milling about the property so I can get in and out quickly, you know, see and clean everything that needs to be done. Um, I've scaled back my hours. I don't work as many hours that I did, you know, you know, 20, 30, 15 years ago. Uh, you know, we've got an army of people that do this work for us. But, you know, I don't really foresee a time uh, where I would completely give this up. Um, you know, I would probably scale back my hours further and I would be semi-retired, if you will, ne never fully retired. And, you know, I enjoy you know, helping other people across the country get involved in, in this simple opportunity as well and take great pride in giving back uh, to the community, uh, you, know, for the, you know, for a business that has been so good to me and my family. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And so in having such a long business and obviously it's something you love and you're passionate about, has there been some harder challenging moments and like, how did you overcome those? I mean, you're talking about scaling for over, you know, 20 years and plus like. Yeah. Well, there, you know, there's, you know, being in business for such a long time, there's, there, there's always new challenges. Um, but you know, when I first started out, there wasn't the internet. Um, you know, I mean, the way people communicated too was still largely uh, on landlines. Uh, um, the early cell phones of the of the day I don't think really came out until the mid '80s, and then uh, those ones were so huge and uh, and so expensive uh, to operate. Uh, um, you know that uh, a lot of people, did, you know, just simply didn't couldn't afford them, other than the, you know my business clients. Um, but, you know, but, you know, when I first started out, I, I had to learn quickly you know, to develop an elevator pitch. When, when I made these cold calls, uh, I had to quickly uh, get to the point, like introduce myself and, th- and then sell the benefit of my service to my clients as opposed to, you know, just rambling on, you know, this is who I am and, you know, this is the business I just started. Nobody cares about that. Um, you know, you, you, you have to develop and refine the elevator pitch, find one that works for you and, and then keep on it. And, and, um, you know, don't take no, um, you know, I didn't bring, um, you know, I'm not a naturally born salesperson and I don't believe people really are. I mean, some people that are extroverted might, you know, um, might be a little bit better, may, might have the edge. Um, personally, I'm an introvert, but if you have to realize if you're going to start a business, you have to find ways to make things work. Um, you know, if you don't do a lot of things, you know, things aren't going to get done and nothing is going to going to result, um, you know, from that inaction. So, so, um, you know, I just, um, uh, decided um, this is what works this or you know this is what needs refinement and I kept plugging along and and you know kept making improvements kept learning new skills um, you know I, I would re- pick up some books on sales you know and, and read you know that this is how people uh, want to buy or uh, this is how you sell people etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, that's no different from nowadays except nowadays you can easily find this the material on the internet <laughs> uh, as opposed to you know going to the old-fashioned library uh, uh, when I started out or the bookstores. Right. So you really, your real challenges was really growing within like evolving and adapting to the newest and greatest technologies as, you know, time moved on. Were there any teaching moments for you in your business? Um, Teaching moments. Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. Where maybe you went through some experiences and you were like, wow, you know, that went maybe not the way that I thought it would, but now we know better to do maybe to change the way we were doing it before or to take a different route or to do a different process. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, you're always refining different methods. You find uh, certain things, you know, don't work as, and then you move on and find something better. Um, Like, you know, for example, when, you know, social media became popular and, and, you know, it, it, it's still dumbfounding to me to discover and read that, you know, there's estimated 43% of American small businesses still don't have a website. That's yeah. amazing to me. Uh, and especially now with COVID-19 and, you know, business being closed and shut down and those that have continued to operate or find a way to operate, um, it's, it's been up through their online presence. 
And so, but, you know, but like with social media, I, I discovered with my business, my, my uh, community is business to business, the B2B as opposed to in terms of the actual service that I provide. And so there's uh, certain platforms that work better for that, such as LinkedIn, as opposed to Facebook, for example. And so, you know, you experiment, you learn what works for you. And, and um, you know, a tip that I would like to share is, you know, don't feel that you have to be on every single platform. You know, find the ones that work best for you and, and work them. And then, you know, you can always add another one and experiment and drop out of, you know, the ones that don't work. But, uh, but you don't have to be everywhere. Just be, you know, you have, to, you have to be in places where your prospects can find you. Right. Or your audiences. Go to your audience yeah. and make them go to you. Um, so the past year has been interesting, and you've just mentioned that recently with COVID-19. Is there anything in your business, like how has growth been? And is there anything that you would have changed in the past year? Um. Not really. I mean, the past year has actually led to growth um, in terms of uh, business and also, um, you know, you know, being on certain platforms or maybe expanding the online presence. And, you know, I'll give you an example. When uh, when businesses um, in my city were, were ordered to shut down, I think it was about mid-March, uh, the current concern was, well, are we going to be also a business shutdown? And it was quickly determined, no, you know, cleaning businesses are an essential service and you guys are allowed to operate. So, so th- that was a relief. But then again, we we're, you know, we we're thinking, well, what about the, the properties that we serve, you know, a lot of these small businesses that are located in these retail properties or office buildings or industrial properties are being forced to shut down. So if they're not in business anymore, they're not making money. How are they going to continue to pay their rents? And if the landlords or the property management companies who are our clients, uh, if they're not getting these rents coming in, you know, how are they going to continue to pay their maintenance or like pay their vendors to, to upkeep their properties? So that was a concern. So, what we decided to, you know, what, what's that saying? If life gives you lemons, uh, turn it into lemonade. Yeah. So, you know, I, we decided, you know what, um, you know, we've got to be proactive here. What can we do? And right about that time, uh, we noticed that a lot of people were thoughtlessly discarding their used PPE in the parking lots. So we were finding masks and wipes and gloves and it was making some of our properties uh, dirtier or we were finding more litter in these properties than we ha- we typically did. So uh, I contacted the news tip um, uh, line uh, at our biggest dinnertime TV news hour, the largest television network uh, TV news hour. And uh, I approached them with that tip that, hey, look, you know what, this is the service we provide and this is what we're finding, you know. And within 15 minutes, the producer gave me a phone call and said, can I have a team meet you out at one of your properties? We'd like to do a story and film it. And so we did that. The next morning, I met a camera crew at 5 a.m. And they walked the property with me. And they were showing all of these uh, these masks and, and uh, used sanitary wipes and gloves that, uh, you know, that I'm safely cleaning up. I, I don't touch this stuff. Like, right. I just walk the property and I safely sweep it into my litter collection tool. And then I discard the contents into a, a dumpster on site. And uh, that just blew up. There was over a thousand likes uh, or views on Facebook and, and, uh, and, you know, the same thing with other platforms. But the point, I, the reason I did this was for my customers to see. 
And I got a lot of comments from my customers. Hey, Brian, saw you on the news last night. And, and, uh, and actually, we, we use that. We put it up on our, on our website, um, our, our maintenance uh, cleaning business website. And uh, it, 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 it reminded people and it reminded our clients that, you know, you guys are an essential service, not just for the, the sanitation, but for, to, to maintain the safety and security of our properties, too. So we didn't lose a lot of business. We, we had a couple of our larger clients come to us and say, look at, you know, you know, times are tough. You recognize that. Can we scale back your service a little bit and, and uh, what we pay you, you know, uh, proportionately, but that lasted for three months. And as businesses have reopened, uh, you know, we're, we're largely back to, um, you know, um, the, you know, the full-time contracts again, but also we have had a lot of people reach out to us and say, Brian, you know, we recognize the value of your service. Um, you know, can you give us, you know, some estimates for some properties? So we've actually picked up more properties this year than we, we did last year or the year before. And so, um, you know, like I say, turn, turn lemons into lemonade if you can. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you are, I've seen that too, personally, when I go shopping, it's just tons of PPE discarded improperly. So yeah, I think you do offer an amazing service. And my question is, because you've been doing it for so long, where do you see, you mentioned that you would probably partially retire, but where do you see the business in the next 10 years? Well, you know, um, I'll continue doing the work because it's really easy. It's almost like going for a walk each morning and getting, and getting paid for it, (laughs) making money. And, but, you know, also, um, you know, I'm selling more of my books, you know, Clean Lots, America's Simplest Business for, you know, to, for people who want to get involved with this simple service in their city. And, and um, I, I offer free support um, to anyone who buys my book. And, you know, it, it's such a simple business to start. I mean, it's, it's no big deal for me to spend some time with someone to, to quickly learn and understand the business. And at some point, it's led to some great testimonials. But, you know, what I'm looking at doing now is trying to get some influencers or, or more. I've got a few, but I'm trying to develop um, more influencers or people that are involved in affiliate marketing or people that write blogs, um, you know, concerning, you know, you know, the financial topics. And they've got maybe a series of side hustles and uh, they can become an affiliate for my book. And uh, they're sharing this, uh, this movement uh, this this experience, uh, this opportunity with their audience, and and then it, uh, it helps me grow as well, and and you know share this opportunity with as many people as possible. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, you know, moving on from twenty twenty, obviously we're almost out of the year. You know, it's worked out fairly well for you, and it's awesome. You've gotten more clients than you have before. What does success look like in twenty twenty one, and what are your goals? Well, you know, uh, to continue, uh, you know, moving up, um, you know, we've got the opportunity to, to pick up more properties uh, because our business model is successful for the reason that, you know, we we get in there after hours and uh, we can clearly see and clean everything and provide the best possible service. In addition, uh, we provide the, um, the extra value in, in terms of doing providing the communication with our clients i mean we're an extra set of eyes for them so we have the attitude that we're just not cleaning cleaning up litter you know we're we're there and if we happen to notice things that our customers would appreciate to learn like you know maybe a, a stop sign's been run down or someone's you know freshly tagged graffiti on the wall they'll know about it and so we're we're reinforcing with our our entire team 
to, to make sure you're still on that stuff. And, um, you know, then we, you know, we can continue to, to grow the business. And then, as I said, as well, um, uh, trying to get uh, my message out there to as many, you know, influencers and, and podcasts and people out there that uh, would like to share my opportunity. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I really think if, if um, you know, people are looking for a, a simple offline opportunity, if you will, you know, this isn't, you're not getting involved in cryptocurrencies and things like that and, you know, jumping on the, the bandwagon. But if you want to make, do something a bit different and feel good with what you're doing and, you know, helping your community, uh, this is a great opportunity. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing this with as many people as possible in the next year and, and the next few years going forward. Awesome. Well, Brian, we are nearing the end of our interview and I have one final question for you. How can our listeners and our community help you reach that goal next year? Well, um, you know, if you're interested in, uh, in this opportunity, maybe for yourself or somebody else, you can go to my website, uh, cleanlots.com. And uh, you can order the book. Uh, you have a choice of an ebook or, a, or a, um, you know, where you can download it or the hard copy. Um, at the same time, if you want to get involved in, in sharing this with your, your tribe, if you're an influencer, or you're, um, you know, at the bottom of the page, um, there is a, a link to becoming an affiliate. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to work with everybody and, uh, and you know, make this successful and, and share my, ex- my success and experience with as many people as possible. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan. It was wonderful having you on the show. And one last question. Where can we find you at every website or what social media are you on so we can follow you and watch your businesses grow even further? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, but, um, uh, best place, as I said, it was, is to go to my website at uh, clean lots, uh, uh, one word, clean lots.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Brian. It was wonderful having you on the show. And it was honestly amazing talking about your business and how long it's been around and hearing about its growth. Thank you, Katie. It's been a pleasure. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.